1: what's up and welcome to kind of funny games daily for tuesday august 16 2022 i am tim gettys and i'm joined by the disney prince blessing at jr
0: oh my god is that what we're going with now is that the new thing
1: it just feels right you know oh, man you know what's the up, king, king, king of halloween, halloween you know the-, the king
0: of halloween the prom king
1: prom king you know I, i've been seeing rumors go around the street that I, i'm not taking a side on but i've been seeing the short king <laughs> Oh, let's listen. To, I don't even want to get into it. I like love your no. Your response is so good, so good. Which what is it, Bless? Uh Wait, which one are you talking about? Because I had a few responses.
0: Are you talking about the um, the organization that I'm a mm-hmm. part of, the uh, mm-hmm. Average Height Above Average Guys? Mm-hmm. The A H A A
1: Yeah. Yeah. Short. When you say it like that, it makes you sound a lot more official. But
0: oh, yeah, like you got to rep the A H A A man. That's the that's the squad right there. But I realized though that with with that conversation, I I did the thing that i shouldn't do which is i participated and once you participate in the argument that's when you've already lost
1: you lost man you were now the right? short king dude because when you fight for it
0: that's when you like do you know what short kings do tim mm. they fight against it yeah <laughs> short kings fight against it and i fought against it and so listen it happens maybe it i'm a happen. part of the short kings maybe i'm a part of the ahags whatever you
1: group judge. you're a part of bless i would like to be a part of as well so you know that's it's oh, yeah. the winning team i don't think it's possible for me but you know.
0: We'll walk me through I mean Tim, you're what, you're six foot just six. Two, just six. six foot six foot. I would mm-hmm. say that's part of the average height of above Thank average guy squad. Thank I'll walk you in with open arms. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, yeah. no,
2: no. Anything above six feet is tall. That was that's what no, we call no, that's the that's tall. Five eleven and a half, sure. Above average, above average, whatever Listen, it's called. Six if you're feet, anywhere that's between... where the line is. If you're six
0: feet tall, that's a whole that's a whole foot taller, you know? If you're anywhere between, I would say, five seven to six one, you're basically the same height, in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that is definitely. You're, you're not in the same true. stratosphere between five seven and six one. We we're all in the same place. Above six one, you should be in the depth. You should be in the NBA.
1: If you I play basketball. It. I love it so to kill much. Shaquille O'Neal out there. <sighs> Today's story is. Incredible so we making their biggest game yet their tallest game yet a uh, roller drone review impressions and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10am live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news you need to hear about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com/slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games or RoosterTeeth.com. If you wanted to get us as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast for Kind of Funny Games Daily, and we will be right there for you. Uh, remember, you can use our Epic Creator code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases, like Rocket League or Fortnite. Fortnite is popping off today. Bless. Dragon Ball Z. We're gonna do in the stream right yeah. after games daily. So hey, use your epic creator code kind of funny. Uh to be part of the show, you can head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above. Get the show ad free along with the exclusive daily post show some housekeeping for you a brand new kind of funny podcast is live right now on youtube.com kind of funny we give some fantastically necessary advice um it's a must listen episode if you want to better your lives and um, see Nick's reaction to Joey saying the words cuddle puddle um oh yeah Nick learned what that was and if you want to learn you're gonna Ew, have to check out the what episode is
0: it? tell us Tim. Yeah, I don't
2: know. I can't you tell like? you.
1: I can't tell you. YouTube.com slash kind of. It's
0: not serious, but I imagine it's wholesome.
1: I mean, it's you know what? If I'm being real, it's somewhere in the middle, bless. Mm-hmm. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Fargo Brady, Guy V and the Saboteur. Today we're brought to you by Shopify and Uplift, but I will get to that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. We have seven new stories. A beaker's dozen. There we go. Story number one. A very, very, very exciting one. Team Asobi's next game is their biggest yet. This comes from Liam Croft at Push Square. Astro's Playroom developer Team Asobi is expanding, and its next title will be its biggest to date. Creative and studio director Nicholas Doucette has said in a new GamesIndustry.biz interview, the team's follow-up project to the wonderful free PS5 pack-in title will be a full-blown commercial title that explores Sony's hardware in new and creative ways. Hell yes! Let's go. Doucette expands any new technology. We'd like to take it for a spin. There's the obvious way to use it, which is the first thing we're going to try. Then we're going to try to use it in ways you're not supposed to. That leads us to interesting places. He then explains Team Asobi has hired a number of hobbyists in recent years who've created impressive demos out of new technology. With the pull of being able to pursue your passions, the Japanese developer has almost doubled in size since the launch of Astro's Playroom to 60 employees. Jusen expects to reach 100 people in the future. Quote, there's always stuff to do. There's always new projects to begin. We're not limited by any money or time. If we could double the studio just like that, we would find work for everybody. The interview then moves on to how Team Asobi tries to make its games feel like they were made in Japan. We want to make sure that when people play our games, there's this feeling, and you can't quite put your finger on it, that it's made in Japan. Much of this comes down to game feel, he thinks. I remember talking to the team about character controls. I think it was for Astro Bot Rescue Mission, and we were talking about how things didn't feel right. And some of the engineers understood perfectly why it didn't because they visualize the code. And when the input happens, they can see why it might not feel good. It might be because there's a delay there due to an animation being played. Do you set remarks on how he reckons platinum games has gotten this down to a T praising Bayonetta for its perfection of controls. Hmm. That is some of the coolest series of words. I think I've ever read in my life.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely love this because uh, as he was talking about the, the feel of Japanese games, for AstroBot and for Team Asobi, the first thing that came to mind was Mario. Uh, I think that's because that was when Astrobot Rescue Mission first came out for PSVR, that was a comparison it often got, right? This is the Mario 64 of of uh, VR games. And if you play that game, you kinda of understand what people are talking about. You know, whether it is the oh this feels innovative, right? This feels like it's pushing the hardware in new and fantastic ways, and the way that the, that Mario 64 did for the Nintendo sixty four and for three D games in general. But then also there's a charm and feel to the Astrobot games that I think it honestly does rival Nintendo in a, in a lot of ways. When you talk about polish, when you talk about the personality of the characters, when you talk about the, the quality of the platforming and level design and mechanics that they add, like Team Asobi has the stuff and I'm so happy to see that they're growing. The fact that they've almost doubled in size, I think that's huge. The fact that he's they're they're talking about possibly in the future getting up to even 100 uh, people working there, I think that then speaks to the scope of what they're planning to do in the future, right? Whether that, that is hey, we want to scope up so that we can make gigantic uh, AstroBot games, or even if it is, hey, we want to put out twice as many games um, as we had before, right? Like, either way, I think that's an exciting direction because uh, Team Asobe has proven themselves to be such an excellent studio, and the more we get from them, the better
1: yeah oh I'm absolutely right there with you I fell in love with Astro's playroom when it came out on uh, with the PS5 such a good example of what the PS5 can do. It's interesting here they say that the next title they're working on is going to be a full-blown commercial title I think that's exciting news for us right getting oh yeah uh, those ideas expanded uh, even more to be like a full title is great but it's interesting pairing that with what they're talking about. of with any new technology we like to take it for a spin and then talking about all that do you think he's talking about PSVR2?
0: Yes. I mean, like okay. that's the thing is, you know, you, you look at that, right? Any new technology We like to take it for a spin. And then him, him also saying uh, that, you know, they like to explore Sony's hardware in new and creative ways. By the time their next game comes out, I don't think I'll classify the PS5 as new. You know, like, even if their game comes out, what, 2023, 2024? At that point, we are years into the life cycle, and I for what Team Asobi has done, right, They are so far the kings of uh, uh, introducing a new technology to an audience, right? They're, they're the king of the the uh, what do they call them? The tech tech demos, right? Where Astrobot Rescue Mission, full fledged game, right? Awesome game, probably one of the game, game game of the year contenders that year. That game was so uh, excellent for PSVR because. It showed off the different ways in which PSVR could, could be used. Uh, and same with Astro's Playroom, right? That showed that introduced us to the DualSense. That introduced us to the PS5. That showed off the cool things about the SSD and the different uh, hardware elements of the console. Literally, like, in terms of the game design, they had that stuff in there. And I'm sure, on a high level, PlayStation and Sony really appreciate that from Team Sobe Because I think you have that happen oftentimes where... Hardware manufacturers are like, let's put in this game that demonstrates the, the console, right? We had it with the uh, Wii Sports. Uh, I'm sure Connect had some kind of introduction to the Connect thing, right? Like yeah. you have that with so Connect many. Adventures. Consoles. Connect Adventures, right? And even we we had like Wii Play and like a Switch had one, two switch. And most of the time that shit doesn't hit, right? The Wii Sports of the world are rare. You don't often get those. Even with the with uh uh the with the Wii U, we got I would say Nintendo Land, and I like Nintendo Land. I'm sure a handful of people like Nintendo Land, but like Nintendo Land didn't set the world on fire. Uh, uh, Team Asobe is now two for two with Astrobot Rescue Mission uh, mm-hmm. and Astro's Playroom. And I think for, for uh, PlayStation, they probably want to keep that going. And with the, the release of, of PSVR 2, likely imminent, right? I'm thinking probably early next year. Oh yeah, you want to have some kind of Team Asobi thing there day and date with the platform to really sell people on why psdr 2 is worth getting.
1: Yeah, I mean I, it's interesting because I so I still haven't played Astrobot Rescue Mission. I'm I'm hoping I was telling you this last time we were talking about PSVR two. I'm hoping that it's compatible with that and maybe enhanced in some ways, and that I can get a more definitive edition or whatever it is. Because I'm sure I'm gonna love that game. I just I don't have a PSVR, so I never had the opportunity to get my hands on it, uh, get my head in it, if you want to put it that way, which oh, yeah. I do. Um, but I'm kind of not against the idea of there being multiple projects that they're working on. Like they're talking about their team kind of expanding a little bit and when have been talking about a full blown commercial title i almost don't see them doing that on psvr too i feel like there might be the likelihood that we're going to get a full-on ps5 title that's more akin to playroom and then get a an actual tech demo like rescue mission wasn't a tech demo it was a game it just yeah. served the purpose of a tech demo of really utilizing the playstation vr hardware and like kind of excelling it to people right um at least it the funny thing about astro rescue mission is i would argue it sold psvr to people that already bought it if that makes sense it was kind of like the game that they're like oh oh whoa now there's a must play y'all you know what i mean batman was fun but this is a must play um so i feel like with this it might be more of a playroom situation for vr2 which is like hey here's a tech demo showing off all the new fun features of um psvr2 yeah but it's not necessarily a full featured game the full featured game would be a, a ps5 game maybe that's just wishful thinking for me because i really just want a a full fledged playroom sequel on a ps5 i think that'd be phenomenal cuz i want some high quality 3d platformers man like i know we get some i know i know that i'm blessed in many ways these last couple of years so i can't get too greedy but at the same time yeah i can i'm tim Getty, oh, yeah, and i'm going to do that
0: and i think playstation understands the value of astrobot I, packing in AstroBot or Astro's Playroom with the PS5 means that if the PS5 sells 20 million units, guess what? Astro's Playroom just sold 20 million units, right? It's in the hands of that many players, and I'm sure there is a large percentage, probably most of those people that checked out Astro's Playroom and got introduced to AstroBot, and because that game is fantastic, probably are falling in love with with AstroBot. I think, to your point, Tim, I think you can have your cake and eat it too. Where it is. Cool. What Astro Playroom did for the PS Five, let's do that for PSVR Two. But instead of Astro Bot's Rescue Mission Two, we are just gonna make Astro's VR Playroom and have it be this two hour thing that mm-hmm. is exploring the possibilities of VR in this roller coaster like way. And now we're gonna take uh, the amount of team that we we've expanded by, right, and like use uh, makes make something that is. Uh, you said it's a great name, Astro's VR Playroom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Astro's VR Playroom is great. Like that, oh, yeah. that, that that is such good branding for what they've already set up. So oh, like, yeah. there's an understanding. We know what that is. Like, cool. And then like, you know, to, you've
0: expanded, but you've almost doubled the size of your studio. You're continuing continuing to grow your studio. Yeah, take all those folks and now, yeah, let's focus in on a full fledged ten hour or ten to fifteen hour uh, Astro platformer game that is rivaling the likes of Ratchet and Clank or even mario odyssey like team asobi is that level of developer they've got the stuff they got the talent and they have a character that is really charming you know like i know not everybody loves the design
1: of, of only an asshole would Bot. not love astrobots who design you know what i mean love
0: astrobots design but like i every time i see astrobot and every time i see him doing a little jig or a little dance or wearing a different you costume think about with about different me. sony character yeah i'm like oh man that that thing right there is cute man i gotta look i could i could spend some time with astrobot i could hang out with astrobot and i think a lot of people are, are of the same mind and i think you got sales potential there. Again, so many people have been introduced to AstroBot through Astro's Playroom. I'm sure a new full-fledged uh, Astro game would sell really well uh, for what is not a new IP anymore, but would be a new full-fledged PlayStation 5 game.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, the thing is, Bless, let's talk about this a little, a little deeper. Mm-hmm. PSVR 2, we imagine, is coming later this year, right?
0: You think so? Later 2022?
1: Or early 2023, somewhere mm-hmm. in there.
0: Sure, I, I'd say by the end of the fiscal year.
1: Okay, that's a good call. Yeah. By yeah. the end of fiscal year, it'll be it'll be available for people. Do you think that their main push is going to be software that is exclusive to the to VR? Not necessarily exclusive to PS VR. Like it could be like things like Half-Life Alex or whatever. But like, mm. is it is Sony's push going to be content that is like only playable there? Or is it going to be, hey, buy this PS5 game? There's a VR mode in it. Mm.
0: I think it'll be a little bit of both but i think you're gonna see more of the latter than we have gotten um because of course we've had the resident evil sevens of the world and plenty of games that have come out with a version or a mode that you can play in vr i think a lot of lessons were learned during the original run of psvr and that is if you're gonna make it a a, if you're gonna make a vr exclusive game then that is going to take a lot of resources and a lot of Time and effort from your studios that could also be working on different things. And as PlayStation, you have PlayStation Studios. You have a team of studios that you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, split too thin between VR and PS5. I think that's how you end up with a Vita situation where it is, okay, yeah, we had support for the Vita in the beginning and now we don't have support for Vita anymore because we realized early on that um, it was too intensive in terms of the resources. If you can make it so that, I don't know, the next Spider Man game or the next. Big Sony title from um, uh, whatever whatever the studio might be, the Concrete Genie developer, for example. We can, if we can give that a VR mode that uh, that that gets people in that way, so that the games they're already playing on PS Five, they know they can get additional features if they have VR. But then also have the Horizon Call of the Mountains of the World. That is, mm-hmm. oh, we're taking our biggest IP and we are creating a full fledged VR thing with it. I think that can help hit on uh, on both instances and not spread your developers too thin. I do, yeah. that, do you think do you think that's gonna be the direction
1: i think you're right i mean i think what you're saying is absolutely right uh especially when it comes to the split focus and i think that is the the biggest uphill battle that they have is vr i think uh, has shaken out to be what it is which is it didn't turn the world on its head uh you know it just put a, a headset on it but um i i think that they, i i will stop at some point i promise but no, uh, they 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 um I think you know VR had the it was a fork in the road of like this could take over gaming and like change console gaming forever or it can kind of be it's like a new vertical in in the games industry and I think it kind of has become that and has settled into this nice place where there is a community for it there are people that are really uh, into it and I think PSVR two is going to be probably the last ditch effort on a, in a mainstream variety. For the time being from the console makers themselves i feel like Mm -hmm. there's going to be like third-party tech companies that are still going to try different things for all the metaverse stuff but like i think in terms of making games and making this like a core part of the gaming experience i think playstation's going to put their best foot forward i think they're already doing that with horizon uh, Call, Call of the, the Wild, Call of the Call Mountain. Mountain, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that is an example of them, you know, putting their money where their mouth is, where it's like, hey, no, 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 we're going to make this PSVR two exclusive. It's a VR title that's using RIP, and it's not just a tacked on mode, and it's not just a, a afterthought. Like they're really like putting a lot into that. But I do think it's interesting. I just googled uh, best PSVR games, and there's a, a list of about twenty, um, mm. which some would say is the entire library, uh, but. <laughs> So like looking at this, I'd say it's a pretty 50/50 split between games that are I think like Firewall Zero Hour which are a PSVR exclusive or like VR exclusive, but there's a ton of them that are like Tetris Effect and Star Wars Squadrons, Hitman 3, um Resident Evil 7 where they're games that are Gran Turismo Sport, they're games that have VR modes, mm-hmm. but the VR modes are very, very well implemented and, like, a huge part of the experience, maybe to different degrees for some of the games that I named, but, like, um a lot of people... Like, Resident Evil 7 is a lot of people's favorite Resident Evil game. It's also... A lot of people's favorite way to experience that game is in VR. That's pretty yeah. cool, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. and I and I, I mean, for VR, I think what you want, especially this PlayStation's library, and I, I think PSVR, uh, the first time around, did a pretty good job with maintaining a really good library, and a lot of that was... Hey, let's get those modes. Let's get those. Let's get that support. Let's get the No Man's Sky VRs of the world and the Resident Evil 7 VRs of the world. But then also, let's give it really good first party support. And so, as as you go through the list, right? I'm sure on that list of PS VR games, you probably have games like Blood and Truth. You know, you probably have Mm -hmm. other first party stuff. You probably have, I forget if, uh, I think Trover Saves the Universe might have been exclusive when it first came out. Kind of funny.com, if that's you're wrong. I know it's not everything now, but they had uh, a good hand, like Firewall Zero Hour, like you mentioned, a good handful of really good first party games on the platform and you can make the argument that psvr is worth getting compared to other vr platforms for the price but then also for the library you're talking about a playstation library i think to make sure you're maintaining that library and having that library be vibrant especially now as i would say we're in an era where vr support across third party is not as Strong as it was from the get-go, because you 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 saw people try it out, decide whether or not that it was for them, and decide okay maybe it's not for us anymore. Let's let's stop making VR games. I'm not. I mean, the last couple of years, I feel like I've not heard of the oh this is a VR game you gotta try out right. Like Astronaut was quite a few years ago. Uh, Beat Saber quite a few years ago, Tetris Effect, and that came out quite a few years ago. In the last, what, two years? Like, what, what have been the big VR titles? Not that they've not existed. I'm, I I think Walking Dead Saints and Sinners was what, 2020, 2021? I know a lot of people talked about that one. Moss 2. Moss Ma, 2 is, is a good example, but I, I feel like they're getting few and far between as we go. And for PlayStation launching PSVR 2, you gotta come through with the first-party support to really make it viable, in my opinion, because I think the third-party support is gonna wane uh, uh, as we get into it. But you also, yeah. do, you have, like, London Studio, you have, Insomniac has done, oh, is it Insomniac? Yeah, I think it was Insomniac that has done uh, VR stuff uh, in the past as well. And, like, you know, what if you could get a Ghost of Tsushima VR game, right? What if you could get, again, Spider-Man? You gotta have something with the Spider-Man name in VR, I would think. And I think for that, you might as well just make uh, something that is full-fledged, right? Forget a mode for Spider-Man 2. Just make a Spider-Man VR game. What What is that? Who knows? Because I'm sure that's difficult to implement if you want swinging and all that shit. But yeah. that is... Right now, your biggest IP name on PlayStation. Yeah, get a VR Spider-Man game in there.
1: This is kind of a, a, a weird uh, analogy to make, but I, I kind of feel like PSVR 2, to be successful, it kind of needs to be the switch of the VR game, where PSVR 1 is kind of akin to like a Wii U, where it's like, it had some games, it had some good games, not enough people played them, but mm-hmm. if given the right love and care and be, being put next to a standout library of must plays like things like breath of the wild and i'll take everything that i'm saying and like pull it down to like realistic expectations of it like, i don't think it needs nothing's going to be the switch but i do think that uh, psvr2 would need to speak to mainstream people and speak loudly with quality over quantity uh no none of the shovelware none of the just like hey we're doing vr games just to do vr games we're so far into vr's developments now that like we understand what works and what doesn't and i feel like psvr2 has the opportunity to kind of be like hey you are remastered versions of all the games that you might have missed the first time around, alongside Horizon and a potential potential Ghost of Tsushima game, and like mm-hmm. the big heavy hitter titles um, that people actually want to play. And then I think that 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 is the best chance of success that Sony could possibly have of making this worth the damn and and being something that we're going to still be talking about in a couple years, as opposed to yeah they tried it and it went okay, but they don't do it anymore like we yeah. hear about so many other projects right
0: we're, we're in such an interesting place for playstation i, I think also because we're at the the precipice of a lot of their plans coming to fruition in terms of what i think is their vision for this generation they just launched ps plus premium and extra right that is trying to help get them up to snuff in terms of the subscription service feature that we're all entering with with video games now but then also psvr2 is on the is no pun intended on the horizon right and that's gonna have horizon but talking about that guerrilla games seems to be hiring for multiplayer what is that multiplayer project also a lot of playstation studios seem to be hiring for multiplayer like what are all these different multiplayer projects that are Mm -hmm. that are going on let alone all the tv stuff that's going on too right we got last of us we got ghost of tsushima we got horizon this is tv and movies right but that stuff is on the is, is on the horizon as well they are trying to fire on all cylinders in a very Nintendo like way in the way yeah. that you know Nintendo Mario has Mario Kart Mario has a Mario movie coming up Mario has you know so many
1: different Mario Mario Mario
0: yeah like there's so many different branches of the of that one IP that again are firing on on all cylinders um and Nintendo has been they've been the kings of that for a while and that's what's worked so well about Nintendo that's why we all are very um um What's the word I'm looking for? We, we all, we're we all fans of Nintendo, right? We're all mm-hmm. fans of those games because those games have stuck around for such a long time because they made such powerhouses of IP. PlayStation's IP are powerhouses as well, but I think to have sticking power, you really got to find all the different ways. Not just milk it, right? Because I'm not sure yeah. what, I'm, what I'm talking about. It sounds like it's milking it, but more so like, you know, create, expand the products, right? Make Horizon bigger than what Horizon is. Make God of War bigger than what God of War is. Like, you understand what I'm saying to
1: I mean, I do, but bless, like, how are they going to do that if they just keep all of their games exclusively on their console? Story Mm -hmm. number two, speaking of PlayStation, we got more proof of a PlayStation PC launcher. This comes from Jordan Midler at VGC. Sony could soon introduce its own launcher for its PC games following in the footsteps of Ubisoft, Rockstar, and Activision Blizzard. References to a PlayStation PC launcher have been found within the files of Marvel Spider-Man Remastered, which launched on PC last week, suggesting that such a platform could be in Sony's future plans. VGC has verified the files and seen the reference to the PlayStation PC launcher. This follows the discovery that Sony could be planning to introduce PlayStation Network integration into its PC games, while neither Marvel Spider-Man nor any other playstation studios pc game currently allows connectivity with psn accounts spider-man's files contain multiple references to psn account linked and psn linking entitlements thus far Mm -hmm. all of sony's pc games have been released on steam and the epic game store while playstation has a playstation pc brand it is generally used as a collective term for all pc re-releases rather than a launcher
0: tim i am of two very separate minds of this
1: Mm -hmm. give them both to me
0: on the Excited slash good side of it. I think if with the place the PSN account linking all that stuff, right? This is the way you get trophies onto PlayStation PC games, mm-hmm. right? This is how you earn trophies while playing on your on your PC. This is also how you get cross save going. This is how you get cross platform game going. This this is how you get a lot of the features that would make seamlessly transferring between PlayStation and PC um, a dream, right? This is what I want. This is what this is how I can pick up a save like my, my pick up my god of war save on playstation let's say you use god of war ragnarok as an example you know pick up god of war ragnarok and then once that comes to pc pick it up and platinum the rest of the game on pc via this big beautiful device called the steam deck mm-hmm. i think that right there is the dream and that is on the excited end of it on the more negative end of it man that a playstation pc launcher if they if they are doing their own Launcher in the way that you know, Epic has the Epic Games Store, Rockstar has the Rockstar Launcher. If they're doing that kind of situation, and they make that make they make their games exclusive to a PlayStation launcher, oh man, that's gonna be rough.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cause like it's not gonna be good, right? It's gonna be janky. It is then gonna be starting from the ground floor. We know, like we've seen PlayStation and how they've treated UI and how like they like to start bare bones and you know add features over the time over time and make things better as they go. But man, like on launch day. Oh, that P- that PlayStation launcher is gonna be a headache, right? That's gonna take a while for it to get up to snuff and actually work in the way that we want it to work. And also, I don't think it'll ever be the uh, it'll ever get up to the way we want it to to with like, oh yeah, I want to play with my Steam friends, or I want to play, I don't know, whatever PlayStation multiplayer game they have have out at the t- out at the time, right? I want to play this with my Epic friends. Ah, oh, shit, it's a different friends list. Ah, oh, shit, it's not on Epic. Like, that stuff is gonna suck <laughs> once you get there
1: yeah no I think you nailed it from every single aspect I am very excited about the prospect I would love it I think that it's a future that we need to get to as soon as possible that things just work the way that we expect them to work that we want them to work because that's how they should work if I'm playing Spider-Man on my PC if I've bought it before and I've played it my save file should carry over there should be no problems it should just happen it happens like that most places why is it not happening everywhere right the answer is there's a lot of work that has to be put into the infrastructure. And when you're building on foundations that didn't have that in the plans, it's a lot more difficult to retroactively uh, fit that all in. So I'm with you. I feel like I want a PlayStation launcher. I do not want it to be exclusive to a PlayStation launcher. Yeah. I feel like that's a tall ask. Um, but it's the type of thing we need to ask for. That's what we want. I mean, I feel like the thing that we'd want over that would just be PSN integration into the existing storefronts. Yeah, Steam and Epic. Um, but like that sounds like that sounds crazy, but you know what? It sounds crazy that Xbox offers all its first party titles for a subscription service. But here we are, anything can happen in video games, so let's ask for the things we want PSN integration in Steam and Epic Game Store. Everybody, let's go!
0: Let's go!
2: That's what we
1: want,
0: (laughs) but also, I'm scared we might not get it because I, you know, for a fact, a big reason why they're doing this PC launcher is all is, 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 I think, it's integration, but then also. We're playstation we don't, we don't want to share our revenue with steam right we don't mm-hmm. want to what to give them the 20 or 30 yep. percent right we don't yep. want to do that for epic either we want to own 100 of the revenue we're making off of our first party games and we have the resources to make our own launcher because we're fucking playstation let's do it and so that gives you the fear that, makes, that gives you the fear that the, the games are going to be exclusive but i think in an ideal world if we can have it be oh yeah we're making our own launcher but you can still buy these games on steam we can we're still going to publish our games on epic as well so you can play it whatever way you want to play Oh, man, that's that's the dream right there. And please, like, like give it to me. <laughs> I'm going to ask for it too, Tim.
1: Give it to Bless. Give it to Bless, everybody. But before we find out if Bless gets it or not, I want to let you guys know. You can go to patreon.com slash games to get this show ad-free. But for everyone else, check out our This episode is brought to you by Shopify, who powers all of the merch on kindoffunny.com slash store. Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale, including Kind of Funny and Rooster Teeth. Shopify has thousands of integrations and third-party apps from on-demand to accounting, to advanced chatbots, and beyond. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames, that's all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Again, that is shopify.com slash kfgames. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash kfgames right now
3: shopify.com slash kf games now andy Take it away. Shout out to Uplift for sponsoring this episode. I've been using my Uplift desk for well over a year now. I love the thing so much, I decided to write a rap song for them. The build quality is real good. It's made of real high quality wood. They didn't ask for it, I just did it anyway. Getting my Uplift desk immediately improved my mood. Whenever I'm on shows, I'm standing up, I'm feeling a lot more energetic. And also, I kind of feel like I was just maybe creating some bad habits sitting down at a desk all day. I would move my legs up, I'd sit underneath my legs on my chair, and eventually, all that stuff just created really bad back pain for me choose from laminate whiteboard bamboo solid wood butcher block or even custom solid wood or laminate options uplift desk won new york times wire cutters best standing desk from 2019 to 2022 and while i'm at it i'm just going to give them an award as well best standing desk that i use in my bedroom from when they sent it to me until now uplift desk have a 15 year warranty they ship the same day you order with free shipping and free return shipping so if you've been feeling the effects of sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, maybe you want some more energy in your life maybe you want to do squats in the middle of a zoom call or something uplift your life go to kind of slash and we're
1: back everybody story number three roller drone review roundup right now this amazing video game is sitting at an 80 on metacritic and an 81 on open critic uh sam greer a pc gamer Gave it a 94 out of one hundo, saying it might be my favorite action game since Devil Daggers. Never heard of that, but it sounds awesome. People a single-minded, stylish, and evocative beast that pulls you along for a ride it's hard to let go of. Let's just say I've had more than one after-midnight session of Rollerdrome chasing those high scores. And that's such a good, great way to put the, a review of this game. Like, I am right there with Sam on that. In essence, the game is pretty simple. You skate and shoot. The joy of it is that while it builds so much upon that foundation, it's still great fun, even if you only ever learn the basics. With Max Payne-esque bullet time, landing shots is a matter of timing more than aim, which makes combat feel part of the game's overall rhythm instead of an interruption to your flips and tricks. The game can afford to get incredibly chaotic and explosive, especially in its later stages, because it so clearly communicates information to the player. It's a game that knows exactly what it wants to be and lets nothing get in its way. Kara Hassan certainly isn't going to stop until she's conquered this sport. After over dozens of hours in rollerdrome I'm starting to think I won't either. What oh, yeah. a fantastically written review. I agree with every single word that Sam oh, yeah. Bruce said there. All right, uh, Andrew Rayner from Game Informer gives it an 8.5 out of 10, saying Rollerdrome immediately clicked with me and I ate it all up. As polished and fun as the experience is, it feels like Roll7 is just dipping its toes into the water. I hope this talented studio gets the chance to make a sequel to further flesh out this unique concept with more detail in the story and greater player progression. Regardless, Roller Drome is a fantastic first foot forward. I adored the campaign gameplay and have a feeling my friend group will use this unique title for late night scoring competitions. Bless, mm-hmm. what do you think of Drome?
0: I absolutely adore it. Uh, I, I I finished it, um, and so I guess these are my review impressions as well. And, like, I it is such a good game. And it's, you know, this year we've gotten so many great uh, indie, full-fledged, like, 3D action games in a way that I think has kind of blown up this year uh, compared to previous years. The fact that we got Sifu, we got Neon White, we now have Rollerdrome. And these are all very polished, really good uh, uh, 3D action games that, like, you know... Like I, I I couldn't I I couldn't fathom an indie developer making games like these in like twenty ten, right? You know, yeah. I, I playing Rollerdrome, uh, it makes me think to back to playing Tony Hawk on the PS two. And you know, I can imagine I can a- imagine having the conversation with friends being like, yo, what if what if some what if somebody combined Tony Hawk and uh jet set radio and gave it guns, right? And that sounds like a made up thing that would never happen, right? That sounds like, Oh, that's too much money and resources, oh man, no big triple a publisher is ever going to do that but now we have we have that game and it's made by an indie dev with the funding and the skills to do it and it plays even better than i ever imagined that uh, it would mm-hmm. um the like I, I it feels like such a good homage to tony hawk uh, as well with like the objective system i know we talked about on the on the roller drum preview that we did a few weeks back for a game uh i was gonna say game spot game cast uh so go ahead and check that out there if you want to hear our full-fledged preview uh, impressions but like the fact that they're able to pull it off this well and the action feels so good and the art looks so dope dope in action and it is so succinct in, in length and It never over, it doesn't oversee its welcome. I am blown away by this game and yeah, dude, like, good on Roll7 for putting out now two dope games in one year.
1: Yeah, I am utterly in love with this game. I can't wait to keep playing more of it. I still haven't beaten it. Life's been hard, a lot of shit going on, but you know what? Being able to play a little bit at night has been such a glowing light this game is fantastic i feel like it's short enough that it gets all the quality into you you don't need to spend too much time with it but there's quantity to have as well like all the score chasing like you are incentivized to want to play the hell out of this game like you are incentivized to want to go back and uh that's why i love this review so much of him saying like uh the multiple nights and after midnight sessions it's like yeah like i have stayed up later playing roller drone than i have Video games in years. I'm just like oh, it yeah. is that one more match, one more match, one more match. That type of mentality. Love it. Utterly fantastic experience. I love that the the team pulled it off because they really did. We all saw the first preview footage, and it was like, I hope it plays how it looks like it does, and it does. So, yeah. Congratulations, Roll. I, I need
0: more leaderboard chasing games from developers. know again between this and neon white like think about how many of you are still playing neon white because they're chasing after scoreboards like barrett courtney's put in tens of hours like i'm not going to be surprised if he was like oh yeah i'm already 100 hours into that game i think he said he's
1: 90 plus at this point
0: which is wild and i i i think it's such a smart way to to make your game right like hey we have something here it is polished it feels good to speed run we got the mechanics down like this is a great playing game now Let's put in the leaderboard aspects to it, and like let's not overstay our welcome. Let's make the game short, even though Neon White actually isn't that short. I think it took me like ten hours to to beat or something like that, which is pretty sizable. But even still, right, the fact that Barrett has put in over 90 hours into that, right, for a game that is a 10-hour experience because he wants to go back and chase the leaderboard stuff and continue to have fun with it. drum is going to be a similar kind of game where you, people are going to go back, people are going to want to leaderboard chase, but then also people are going to want to 100% it in the way that you do with Tony Hawk because it has a really great objective system. And once you beat the game, they give you even more of a carrot on the stick to chase after. Um, I want more games like this, right? I want more games that feel super good and then give you that carrot on the stick later on to, to, to keep on playing and, like, you know the fact that it doesn't have to be an ongoing game type of thing right i don't need i don't necessarily need new content out of roller i don't like new content but you know enough is there for me to want to go back and, and uh and keep on playing i think a lot a, a lot of developers seem to to be getting that down uh nowadays and i absolutely love it
1: i love it too Moving on to story number four, Dragon Ball is officially in Fortnite. This comes from J. Peters at The Verge. Kevin, you could bring up the trailer. That would be fantastic. Fortnite's Dragon Ball event is finally here, and is poised to be one of the biggest collaborations that has ever taken place in the game. Not only will it be four playable Dragon Ball characters, but Epic Games is also adding Dragon Ball-themed quests, locations, items, and even dedicated areas to watch episodes of Dragon Ball Super. Fortnite can do anything Uh, let's get one spirit bomb sized aspect out of the way first the in-game dragon ball skins you'll be able to buy goku vegeta bulma and Beerus from fortnite's in-game shop and yes there are multiple super saiyan styles for goku and vegeta epic will be selling dragon ball themed back back blings pickaxes fighters and emotes as well In game, there are a number of changes including special Dragon Ball items like one that lets you pull off the legendary Kamehameha beam and the addition of the Kame House where you can visit Bulma. Epic will also offer a special Dragon Ball Adventure Island offer and maps to watch Dragon Ball Super episodes. A new Dragon Ball tab in the game's menu will track your progress as you complete the new Dragon Ball quests to earn Dragon Balls. And if you collect them all, you'll get a special glider. Kev, I want to start with you if you're able to talk on this. This seems like the most Kevin Coelho moment in history.
2: Yeah, dude, for sure. There's a lot of my likes coming together out of nowhere. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's pretty rad. Oh, uh, you know I'm gonna get the crew bucks out and I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some money today. Yo, Kevin, <laughs> if you
0: if, if you want to play Fortnite this week or during this event, I'm in because well, I need to unlock this Dragon Ball. We're show. for sure playing
2: Fortnite
0: after this. So. Oh man, I got
1: things to do. Remember guys, the creator code. <laughs> kind of funny. If y'all are buying all the Dragon Ball stuff, boom. Please use the code. Kind of oh, so funny. Can, uh,
0: can we can still hear the video if you're able to mute it.
2: Oh, you guys can hear it?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Okay. Cool. That's wild. <laughs> I can't hear I it. I love you, Kevin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, super cool. Yeah. Bless, do you have any, anything to say about this?
0: This is super awesome. Uh, I so like I skimmed the trailer. I didn't get to watch the full thing. Uh, I but I saw the Nimbus clouds earlier, and I assumed that that was gonna be one of the unlockable gliders. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, dude, that's fucking awesome. That is such a great way to do that. And I like I want that so bad. I want to ride the Nimbus cloud. What I didn't realize in that trailer, they showed off somebody riding uh, the, the Shenron dragon. And I didn't know that, and so I saw it live on air, and legitimately I was like, oh shit, Like that looks fucking awesome. Uh, this is awesome. Fortnite is continuing to do awesome things. Um, I love that the uh, like the um, ability that you can unlock is the Kamehameha. Um, I think that is genius, and I saw a video earlier today of somebody using Venom and using the Kamehameha on Darth Vader. And I don't Fortnite, know if maybe. you can like get crazier than that in terms of crossover, and so shout out to Fortnite
1: they did the damn thing they got dragon ball man they got goku are we hold on Mm -hmm. is superman in this game i think so Uh, kevin is superman in this game
0: yeah
1: are we fucking finally getting goku versus superman in an official game why is this not a bigger deal this has been what the internet's been asking for forever come on y'all y'all sleeping y'all are this is i am upset with the internet
2: you can definitely this has been
1: out for at least a couple hours (laughs)
2: Damn, you can hit Superman with a Kamehameha. But then Superman can also hit Goku with a Kamehameha.
1: Pretty cool. <laughs> I, love I love it.
0: Now Kevin Asex in chat says, You mean Omega Shenron bless? Uh, not called Omega though. Isn't uh, listen, I've not watched a lot of GT, but isn't Omega Shenron like
2: Yeah, it's the gray kinda one. like a he's, he's the gray guy, me, right? Should, that we ban him? Thought... should we ban him? Punish him? Uh, ban ban
0: Kevin Asex. Uh, Kevin yeah, ban Kevin Asex. Omega Shenron fought Gogeta Super Saiyan 4 in that one, one, what mm-hmm, movie? Mm-hmm, well, I think it was a movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Get out of here. I know my Dragon Ball sometimes. Omega
2: is the Namekian <laughs> one. Is that right? Is that right? I think Omega is the know, GT one. I also didn't watch GT. It's not canon. No, oh, Namek-
0: Namekian is a, is a race, right? Like that's one of the piccolo Yeah, piccolos. yeah, that's the piccolo race. But Omega Shenron didn't look like a piccolo. I thought he was no, just no, like no, a Yeah, he was just
2: big. He was big. Remember? Yeah. He was like bulk, like muscular, right? Omega Shenron? Mm-hmm.
0: Are you talking about
1: Broly? about
2: I'm talking about I'm talking about the Nemechek. Story number
1: five. We got more <laughs> multiverses leaks. This comes from ONS. Good at Polygon. at Beetlejuice and Oz's Wicked Witch of the West to multiverses invitation list. How is what I just said a real thing? Listen, we're in the we're in the crossover future. All right, it's the multiverse saga. <laughs> it's real life. I can't believe it either. Beetlejuice and the Wicked Witch of the West. All right. The two are confirmed, but more data mining on top of Monday's surprise announcement of two more characters has fans on the hunt for more clues in Warner Brothers' ensemble brawler. Multi Leaker Asylum MV shared voice clips on Monday. Oh, is it Greg Miller? Uh, suggesting the witch would at least be a guest announcer and Beetlejuice speaks to her directly. The Twitter video revealing Beetlejuice's dialogue was taken down by Twitter on a copyright owner's demand, which of course only piques fans' cu- collective curiosity more more.
0: I I got questions. Yeah. I got quite a few questions actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is multiverse is going to push it too far with some of the crossovers? Cuz I'm not like, it. like it's cool, it's cool. I mean, Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz. Damn. All right, I wasn't expecting that. I but love also it. like are there wicked witch of the west fans out there? Like I like, I like Wizard of Oz. Like I'm mm-hmm. sure many of us do, right? Mm-hmm. Classic film. <laughs> but who's asking for the Wicked Witch of the West? People uh, Dragon Ball Z, oh shit, Dragon Ball Z is hype. Oh, it's in Fortnite, oh let's fucking go. I get to ride the Nimbus Cloud. I don't I don't see the Wicked Witch of the West and go, oh shit, it's finally here. We finally
1: got her, everybody. See, I was talking to Imran about this a little bit yesterday. Like, I feel like you kind of need the – the the. there needs to be a nice mix of the popular, obvious things, the things that, like, the hardcore fans like us actually want. Mm-hmm. And then you need some off-the-wall weird things just to, like, give it some personality. Like, I like that. Wicked Witch is such a weird pull. But, like, I like the representation across the franchises. And that's why when you look at Smash Brothers, like – I think that uh you know as it's grown it's kind of turned into something a lot bigger than what it started as but even in its first game it was introducing so many people to characters like captain falcon and ness right and then moving on obviously with marth and roy and like just game and watch and like all these are like, kind of weird things that kind of then become a bigger part yeah, of like the, the culture. Yeah, exactly. So like, hey, maybe this is uh, the big break Wicked Witch of the West yeah. has been looking for.
0: This is the Wicked Witch of the Wicked Witch of the West is the Mr. Game and Watch of. The, that's my actually. That's my other question. I I'm not you know all brushed up on my IP ownership when it comes to the film industry. Does WB? I thought Wicked Witch, Wicked, Wicked Witch of the West would have been like. like open does WB own it
1: Wizard of Oz the movie rights at least were MGM which I'm pretty sure MGM was then there's so many folded up studios and shit that eventually like uh, own the licensing and stuff but what you got to remember is some of these things are just licensing deals where think back to Lego Dimensions like remember they were just going fucking buck wild of who was in that game Mm -hmm. and like there was a whole Wicked Witch area there too so this isn't like that big of a surprise.
0: MGM sold a lot of their stuff to WB is what Dee says. And then somebody also said that WB is making a new Wizard of Oz movie, which I didn't know. And I got thoughts. About. I, I, that's interesting. I guess I could use it. It's been a while since we got a Wizard of Oz. So sure. Why not?
1: I love it. I think it's really cool. Let's get fucking weird because they're going to give us the, no- it's not like it's taking up a space. The thing I'm interested in is what's this character roster going to look like at the end? Is it, let me ask you it's a question. Wild. Here's a, a, a bet bless. Mm-hmm will multiverses have more characters than super smash brothers ultimate
0: no it's not
1: Ooh. it's not
0: i and i it's an interesting question because i think it's more so of a question of how long does multiverses last because if multiverses ends up being a let's say eight year long project right they're adding characters over the, the course of that long
1: it could get there Right, like is like, I mean, dude, I think it could get there sooner than later. Well, like you're talking about a keep lot of this, characters. I know, but here's the thing: it didn't crack 100, which is fucking wild to say, but it didn't hit the hundred. I think there's 86.
0: I'm looking. I'm, I'm like right that. now. How many characters are in Smash?
1: And I know there's a little debate on how you count a couple of the characters because of just like weird little tiny differences and echoes and all that shit. There's but,
0: 89 playable characters according to Business Insider.
1: Yeah, so I don't know, man i don't know oh, I what do you think you you I, think so i i don't but i i don't think it's going to but i want it to i want this game to succeed and i think that it, if it keeps up this momentum it can get there
0: I mean, look, they just need to keep making are cool in brawlhalla
1: because i think that'll be a good i don't think that's that comparison. that's i think that's a, a different different beast brawlhalla was more of like a a smaller title i think multiverses is like getting real backing as like a wb yeah. games kind of like flagship do, in some ways and it's a I, different I era think... the free to play like they got lebron james y'all lebron
0: yeah they do got lebron james uh and, yeah I, I do think multiverses is gonna be bigger than Brawlhalla in the in the long run but brawl has been around for a while right so they've had time to add in characters so i've been more i'm more so curious on like the cadence and like you know just how many characters I have overall i cannot find a clear answer Apparently they launched with 34 characters. Oh no, no, no. Launching with 34 characters as of July 2022. I don't know what that means. Wikipedia. Either way, it seems like they don't have like they don't have as much as Smash is what I'm getting at. Uh, I, don't, I could see it, but also I'd be surprised. Like I'd want yeah. I'm with you that I'd want to see it, but I would be very surprised if we actually get there.
1: Yeah. Let's see. We won't have to wait long. We're going to hear about multiverses for uh, a long time less, and I can't wait to have more weird Wicked Witch (laughs) moments come, like, every couple weeks, like, these characters leaked, and we're going to be like, is this real or not? Are we finally going to get the Grinch in a multiplayer fighting game? I don't know. Story number six, they gave a squirrel a gun. This comes from Adam Bankhurst (laughs) at IGN. Squirrel with the Gun is an upcoming Steam game built in Unreal Engine 5 that has taken the internet by storm because it stars a squirrel with a gun squirrel with the gun is being developed by Dan and Dan Tremont and early footage of the game, game showcases the titular the squirrel the running through, through the a the town world. with normal sized guns it. chasing unsuspecting people game game and take Kevin I think the, the audio is going obviously and because the guns it, are normal. we can
0: hear the audio like, for the you, video you, you're playing Kevin
2: I thought you want I thought you Thank wanted you. the audio I thought you specifically said
0: well, like, not during the story, like after the story. Then we'll watch it together. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry.
2: I can't hear it, so I don't know if it's just music or the <laughs>
1: song. <Sorry>. That's <all laughs> that.
2: That's my bad. Squirrel the me.
1: Gun is... The early footage of the game showcases the titular squirrel running through a town with normal-sized guns, chasing unsuspecting people and taking down agents using various weapons. I love it. Look at this little guy just doing his best with this gun. I love the way he moves. It reminds me a lot of a very famous squirrel, the squirrel from Ice Age.
0: Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. I was going to say Scrat? this reminds me a bit of G- Goat Simulator. I, I do not know the name of that squirrel from Ice Age. I think it was Scrat. Was it Scrat? I saw, what, I probably watched half of an Ice Age movie, and I think it was on a plane, and I was barely paying attention. That's I, my experience with Ice Age. I would Age.
2: not be shocked if you were one of the biggest uh, Ice Age fans ever, though. Like, you I think I'm somebody it.
0: who would who would have loved Ice Age? I, you have Ice
2: I, Age energy, yeah, Bless. Mean, just oh, get out of here. You carry yourself that way. And yes, that is yeah. mental. What does that, that mean? That is mental thing that you could fix, you know? Like that's Plus is pissed off. I'm so pissed off. <laughs> Plus, to be clear, I am saying that like that is a problem that you need to fix
0: <laughs> What does that even mean? That I would like Ice
2: Age. You know what it means,
0: Bless. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <know>. What's something that Ke- Kevin likes? Oh, oh, that I, I mean, well,
1: like, Kevin has Kung Fu Panda energy, so I don't Kevin know. does have you know Kung Fu Panda I mean? energy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that is not true. That. You guys are fucking liars. Wait, do you like <laughs> you like Kung Fu Panda though, right? No, I have no interest in Kung Fu Panda. Really?
0: Yeah. no L- Listen, Kung Fu Panda is pretty good. Oh, okay. Cool. I so actually, I actually really do like Kung Fu Panda. I think you would like it too. You should watch it.
1: So I was once so told that fair. I have Thumbelina energy. What
0: was that Kevin?
2: No, I don't. I don't. I don't think you have stumbling energy.
1: Fern gully, maybe. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, story number seven. Wave Race is coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh hell yeah, baby! Bless. Go. It's gonna take us three thousand years, but eventually the N sixty four library will be on the Switch. There was only what fifteen games, but we're gonna take our goddamn sweet time to get them all on this thing. Oh, yeah. I will say, I've been playing. I haven't been playing too many games recently but I have been playing the hell out of the N64 on Switch Online. Really? Pokemon Puzzle League, man, it got me. It got me back. That's a good
0: game right there. It's so That's the damn thing. good. I fucking love the N64. Like, I, I, I've been getting more excited about these drops than I have with uh, a lot of the Super Nintendo and NES drops. I think part of that is age, right? Mm-hmm. N64 was my, like, that was my pivotal console. That was the console I, I grew up with originally. Um, But also, you know, Wave Race is so cool. Like, I fucking love that game. If you haven't played Wave Race, I think it's worth checking out, Uh, like, you know, of course, it's an n D four racing game, and so it's not gonna feel as great as like games do nowadays. But I think for the nostalgia aspect, and also just for the fun arcade uh, uh arcade gameplay of it, you know, it's a it's a fun game. And also that game, to this day, I'll still say I think that game has has great looking water. Oh, it water does. Water looks amazing. It does in Wave
1: Race. The only time that water looked better was in the GameCube follow up Wave Race Blue Storm. Mm. Quite possibly the dopest fucking name I have ever heard for a video game. Uh, what, a game what a game, what a game. What are Friends of uh, favorites.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know that. This was mm-hmm. a this is a family video rental classic for me, where I'm sure many of us had those games that were oh, yeah. over and over again from Blockbuster or Family Video. This was the one for me. It was this and Paper Mario. Those were the two, two back and forths. Mm-hmm. But Wave Race was probably the one that I, I ended up renting the most.
1: Yeah, Waverace is great, and now you guys can check it out using your Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, bless! I don't know if they'll ever release every single N sixty four game on the Nintendo Switch Online, and the answer to that question is so far away. Mm. If I want to know what's coming to Mom and Shops today, where would I look?
0: You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday.
1: today blossom tales 2 the <laughs> minotaur prince on switch and pc roller drum, bah, 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 on ps5 ps4 and pc gloomwood on early access pc tribes of midgard on switch xbox one xbox series x and s way of the hunter on pc ps5 xbox series x and s hidden objects collection volume 3 on switch and regiments on pc hidden objects volume 3 hmm
0: you you know exactly what that is.
1: Yeah, but I it just let anything on that store. Have they made an iSpy Spy game? Okay,
0: I was gonna mention it right, like, cause that game is just I Spy, and I, yeah. that feels like a missed opportunity.
1: I feel like we need to do an iSpy Spy stream, bless, where we just get the books and then play <laughs> live, cause like, I swear to God, when I was little, there were still some things that I never spied.
0: Oh, for sure, but also we, wanna, we probably...
1: had a platinum I Spy in real life.
2: Imagine we had—I don't know. Let's say it, I can't even get into. It. I'm just saying there's ways to play that game that y'all haven't thought about.
0: Are You talking about like in real life, a real life I spy? Oh yeah, oh yeah, real mm-hmm. life I spy. Isn't that? I feel like that's that's literally just a scavenger hunt, right? Like no, because it all has to be hunt. in
2: one like space.
1: Oh, yeah. I like where you're going with this yeah. one, Kev Dog. Yeah. I like where I you're going you would. with I thought this. You
0: would. I mean, we kind of did it with uh, the Where's Waldo thing that you would do during Extra Life. With Makuga? Yeah, with Makuga, yeah. Oh, that's basically he
2: was in the ghillie suit. That was really good. (laughs) That was really good.
0: Good times. Kind of Funny Studio coming in 2024.
1: Coming eventually, everybody. Uh, New dates for you. Airborne Kingdom, the Lost Tundra DLC, is out on September 19th. Kevin's mom's birthday, never forget. Uh, Sky Children of Lights coming to PlayStation. That game company has announced. I can't believe it's not already there.
0: But okay. Yeah, this is one that surprised me too. I was like, isn't is it not already out? And also, was it not already announced? But there you go. If you've been playing on mobile and want to play it on PlayStation, can mm. play it on PlayStation someday.
1: Hmm. Uh deals of the day for you this is from Nibel over on Twitter. Coming soon to Game Pass. Got coffee talk today. Midnight Fight Express, August 23rd. On August 25th, we're getting X of Punks and Opus Echo of Star Song. And then August 30th, Commando's 3 HD, Immortality, Immortals, Phoenix Rising, and Tinykin.
0: That's a pretty good selection. I didn't know that Immortality uh, was coming out this month. And for those who don't know or don't remember, that is the new Sam Barlow game. Uh, Sam Barlow is the dev of Her Story and Telling Lies. And so if you're uh, like me, Greg, and Janet, and you like those um, FMV games, I don't know if this is the same as Telling Lies in Her Story, where it's you're trying to put clips in order and figure out the mystery what will happen. I assume it's probably somewhat similar to that, but cool that's coming out on Game Pass. Also cool that it's about to come out. I'm very excited about that. And then also Tinykin is one that uh, Shuhei Yoshida has been uh, tweeting about. That game looks really cool. It's a 3D, I assume it's a 3D platformer, um, but the, the art style looks really dope.
1: There we go. Uh Now it's time for You're Wrong. You can go to kindofpunny.com slash you're wrong to let us know what we screw up as we screw it up. Um, let's see what we got from these beautiful motherfuckers out there. Hmm. Brawlhalla has a... 56 characters so far from Nano. Yeah. Yes. Good call. I yes. appreciate that. So they're like they're they're almost there. And I nailed it with Scrat. There we go. Listen,
0: I don't I didn't even know his name was Scrat. That's how much of a not ice age person I am.
1: I don't know what to tell
0: you.
2: You don't gotta lie. I we like come on. We both know it's one of John Leguizamo's best performances. Dennis Leary was Mm -hmm. great.
1: No, it
2: wasn't Dennis Leary. I'm so upset by that. Someone else. Who was it?
1: I hate you so fucking much, Kevin. Like (laughs) I love. I love the commitment. Oh, this guy was great. This guy was great. Oh wait, he wasn't. It wasn't him. Was it? (laughs) How great was it? Gotta love the energy here. Um, what else do we have? It was
2: a test, though. It's test that blessing passed.
1: There we go. Just so you there know. we go. Like, you trying, trying to get was me. You trying test. Um and then uh, to end the show here one of them rotating segments this is some required reading for everybody out there. Uh, We recommend everyone go check out Kotaku right now. They have an article up that everybody should read. Uh, Nintendo of America's testers say they faced years of sexual harassment. This comes from Sissy's young at Kotaku. Kotaku spoke to 10 sources for this article who worked at Nintendo at different points of the past decade. They told a story of a corporate culture where sexist behavior was commonplace and very little action was taken to address it. Most requested anonymity because retaliation can mean a loss of job opportunities throughout the gaming industry, these employees worked on games and consoles ranging from the early Wii U era to the present Nintendo Switch era, Switch generation. Aside from the harassment, female contractors also faced issues with trying to advance in the company. Horrible stuff. Shitty That's stuff exciting. all around. Uh, definitely go check out this uh, article. This is, you know, article number ten thousand and two of these type of stories. And I'm sure it's not the end. Um, and Nintendo, man, hey, it's everywhere, right? So, yeah. just be aware of it. Look into this shit, and try your best to to stop it from happening in the future. Because we're all in this together, and you got to call it out when you see it.
0: Yeah, and shout out to Kotaku for doing good good work to uh, reporting. Like, I got to sadly, this broke very close to uh, when the show went live, uh, and so I didn't get to like read through the whole thing. But what I did read, it seems like they got uh, some really good uh, testimonies in in there. And so, like, shout out to Kotaku for, for uh, putting in work with this one. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Um, And then moving on, tomorrow's hosts are Bless and Witta. Thursday, we have Bless and Cameron Hawkins. Uh, Friday, we have me and Bless once again to close out the week. If you're watching live on Twitch after this, Fortnite dragon ball z event with mike and nick if you want to catch that stream later you can subscribe to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays uh remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through all the video game news you need to know we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until then goodbye